You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gifts you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends. Welcome to Yoga Magic. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm sitting in my little room for podcasting, and there's this spider that is like sitting next to me, and I'm trying so hard not to kill insects and spiders these days, and I just, I don't know, it's creeping me out. He's like, just sort of like looking at me like, uh, okay, anyways. Just trying to be yogi, yogi lifestyle all the way. I'm so glad you're tuning in today, friends. This episode is so helpful, so good. Nikki Novo is someone that I've really admired for a long time. I followed her since her book, The Final Swipe. I I love the content that she's focusing on right now in developing intuitive gifts. And it's funny because I've had people, you know, on the show, we talk about intuition a lot, did a whole month on intuition. And I love to talk about recognizing intuition, like what it what it shows up as, how you can use it to your advantage, how you can connect to God, to the world around you through an intuition. And now I I guess on my own personal journey, I'm ready to take it to the next level. I really want to develop my intuitive, my psychic gifts so that I can help people. And I'm seeing this in um, a number of ways. I'm seeing these gifts develop, become turned on. You know, when I'm working with clients, sometimes I'll just bring information in that I'm like, hey, you know, I really want to share this with you. And I think it might be helpful. And they're like, how did you know that? Like, and it's funny, I don't have any, you know, I don't have any background information, but sometimes that information just pops in. And that's this, that's that next step. That's that next level of really developing intuitive gifts. So we're going to talk about that with Nikki today. Her journey is so unique. She has developed this over time. Um, and I love how she still brings just that humanness to it, right? That she's she's still a human. She's still a mother. And I think sometimes when we hear someone is psychic, we think, well, obviously they're going to be thinking about or like knowing us stuff about us about all the people around them how do they turn that off they probably know everything about their children and Nikki talks about that she's not always going to be um you know tapped in like she's still in a human body so I I really have learned a lot from Nikki I wanted to share some personal anecdotes to how this is helping me how this work is helping me so over the last few weeks, I think it's just the shift out of being at home all the time into now things are open back up. I felt pretty anxious. I just, I can tell that I'm a, a bit overprogrammed. I talked about that last week, just a lot happening. And I know that a lot of you are feeling this way, way too because you've messaged me and let me know. 
And it's showing up as anxiety and I'm like, oh, I need to cancel all this stuff on my schedule so that I can recalibrate and that feels really good. Um, But I also, you know, I want to see people. I want to be doing things. I want to be out and about. I want to be taking my kids to the zoo, you know, doing all the things. And so I, I really just... I want to heal that part of me that's that's recalibrating, who's who's getting used to being out out and about again. And what I've been doing is um, some chakra work, and I'm doing it within Nikki's course. Um, she has a number of courses which we'll talk about in the show. Um, this is her introductory course, Soul Seeker, and it's really about these first tools, these these ways to tap into the mind, the body, the spirit. And in, I want to say like lesson or module three, there's a chakra balancing that you do on yourself and you learn to balance your chakras so that eventually you can, you can practice enough and you can, you can do it on other people. And it's been so helpful. I haven't had like full body goosebumps as I'm telling you this because it's so impactful. So I'll go in and it takes me 15 minutes or so. I'll do my meditation. It's guided through her and Again, just looking at all the chakras, seeing which ones are out of balance. And it's always so specific, um, which ones to me are clearly, you know, not open or closed off or whatever it is. And so just healing those particular chakras. And if you're not familiar with chakras, I think I'm going to do an episode on chakras coming up and what those are and energy centers and like how we can use them. But Nikki is an amazing resource for any of this this spirituality healing work that you really want to start developing further, deeper, and potentially helping other people. So let me tell you a little about Nikki. Nikki Novo is a Cuban-American best-selling author, spiritual teacher, and intuitive healer who guides inquisitive souls to find clarity and purpose. She's a certified hypnotherapist with the International Association of Counselors and Therapists. She's a Theta healer and a Reiki healer. And her work is really focused on providing spirituality seekers a community for their hearts and spirits to flourish. So she has this community um, that is totally free to be involved in where you can practice these gifts, right? If you do one of her courses, or you're just working to develop them yourself, um, you can practice on these these new tools that you're learning on other people. And she also just launched a new podcast that I am loving. It's called Soul Led, and it's just a great way to get to know Nikki, some of the people that she works with, that she's learned from, and learn a little bit more about yourself. So highly recommend that free resource. And then again, she's, she's helping us develop these tools, these gifts. So Soul Seeker is the course that I'm doing right now. It's at level one, really learning your, your intuition, developing your spiritual skills. And then she has two other courses um, to get further down that path. She's doing amazing work. I can't say enough good things about Nikki. And I'm so glad that we were able to connect and she was able to, to come on the show. All right, so I am so glad that you tune in every week, friends. This is my little corner of the internet. If you like what you hear, consider sharing an episode with a friend, maybe leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. That makes a huge difference. And I'd love to stay connected with you. If you're not already on my newsletter, hop on into the show notes. You will find a link to get a free morning routine specifically for your astrological sign. And you'll be getting emails from me every couple weeks on upcoming events, 
podcast episodes, freebies, courses, all the fun things really related to self-care and self-discovery. So thank you so much for being a part of the Yoga Magic community. If we are not already friends on Instagram, I'm at ashleysondergaard.yoga and at Yoga Magic Podcast. Enjoy this amazing episode with Nikki Novo. So we can just hop into really all of your goodness. And I'm so curious to know really how your career has evolved because in as, as a viewer from afar, who's really kind of watched you and learned from you just on social media, I feel like it has changed a lot. Would you say that that's true? No, for sure. For sure. There's been a whole journey to where I am. And some days I, I'm actually in that stage where I'm having a hard time not being my past self, but not being my future self, but being yes. that because there's so much has changed for me in such a short amount of time. So, I'm, but I've been having this hard time recently where not a girl, not yet a woman, like, you know, like somewhere in, <laughs> to quote the great, the great Britney Spears. Yes. Um, so yeah, it, things have happened. And I think that is probably the case for most people that um, through COVID, I think there was just like such these like expansions or, or leading up to COVID these like, you know, big moments that have happened. And now I'm like coming out in a, and it's like almost hard to be where I really am because mm-hmm. I'm like, still my old version, but I can see my future version. So, and and yeah, a lot of has work has happened in my work. And a lot of that has to do with my work over the last few months and years for sure. Mm -hmm. And do you think that that's, that's like a growing pain in a way? Like we have to sort of, what did they say? Like the wounds are where the lights come in. Like we are like experiencing that growing pain to get to the next level. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's a few things. I think one is that, um, for me, I, um, so when I first started my work, I started in 2008 as a blogger. I was a, I was an editor for many years. I worked in media for a long time, but in 2008, um, I started a blog and that was like when the blogging world was like, you know, coming up and all that stuff. And there was all these people around me that were like fashion bloggers and all that. So I was like born into that very egotistical, like like influencer blogger world that had like started. I was like a, you know, I was like a young 20 something year old during that time, Um, which a lot of, a lot of the girls that we love now came from that era. Like um, my friend Jordan from the Balanced Blonde, like she also came, she was much younger than I was, but she started like, I think she was like in college or something. Um, So we all kind of were birthed around that time, but there was a lot of ego at that time. So I realized right away that I wanted to do like self-help. I, I found Chris Carr, which I don't know if you've heard of her. And then um, Gabby Burns team was like just coming out. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a thing. Like this is the, like I was realizing like this is the kind of writing I want to do. Um, but really easily, like it, it became so much about like, oh my God, look at me. Like look at these pictures of me and, um, you know, all this woke information that I have and just this constant, like, um, you know, deep rooted need for like validation to be like then loved. Because for me, the story was that like my, my parents, my dad's a doctor and my brothers, they're doctors and married to doctors. Like mm-hmm. that was like always a story. So me going into, first of all, me going into media was in the first place, like bananas and like weird for my immigrant parents. And then of course, like, little by little, then I became, you know, self-help. And then from self-help, I like moved into like spiritual work. And it was like, I just got weirder and weirder with time. So there was a (laughs) lot of like wanting to justify taking those paths because, you know, from the very beginning of my career, I knew that I wanted to do something I loved. So I started off actually in, in film. I worked at, I lived in LA and I worked at, um, 
Fox Searchlight and Lionsgate. And I was working in the publicity departments. And I kind of made this conscious thought that like, I was like, okay, I'm not going to take that like child of an immigrant route. Like I'm not going to be the professional. I'm not going to be the doctor. I'm not going to be an attorney. Even though I tried all those things, um, I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be an artist or uh, do something that's like passionate for me, to me. And in that moment, I was like, I'm sacrificing like professionalism. Um, I'm sacrificing money, like all these like sacrifices that I was willing to make to go down like the route of my heart and my passion. So once I took that path, which like came from media, then to blogging, to like self-help and and ultimately into this work, once I was on that path, like I felt like I had to prove that that path was worth it. And um, I came from a lot of like, so there was like a place where I was like in my ego so much. Like I was just like, like I have to be good enough. Like I have to be, you know, like have enough information. I have to help. I have to save like all these like kind of ego places which from the outside looked fine. It was, you know, it wasn't like I was still in a place of my heart, but my ego and I were like good friends. And just something happened like through that phase that I kind of, I realized like how much ego I was in. And through like a series of events, I feel like I was very humbled. Like I was kind of thrown to the ground. Like when that universe kind of like pushes you down and and like puts you in your place. And that humility like really served me. So I stayed in humility for like the last I would say the last four years, I've been like in a deep, humble place, like of just like putting my head down and working. So, but what happened was that like, probably about a year ago, I put my head up and I was like, oh my God, like I made all of this. Like I I had no idea that I was making all of this work. I was like this mad scientist for the last Mm -hmm. four years. And I was, and it was like my saving grace because I was getting caught up in the ego years before that. And when I got humbled, I was like, I'm just going to put my head down. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to serve. I'm going to follow my intuition. I'm not going to care about money. I'm not going to care about numbers. I'm not going to care about anything. And when I put my head up and saw all these things and everybody was like, it was like almost like I climbed a mountain and I didn't know I was climbing. And now I'm at the mountain and people are looking at me like, yay, Nikki. And I'm like, who's Nikki? Like, who is she? Like, who is this person? So that, to me, I feel like that's kind of how I found my place, myself here currently in this place where um, like I, I I had no idea that I didn't know at the time that the action of like just putting my head down and working was actually going to produce something. <laughs> so now that it like produced something, um, I'm so grateful for everything that I have and like this beautiful work that I've built. But at the same time, it's, you know, that humility that served me is almost like not serving me in this like new phase because I have to like accept what I have created and I'm having a hard time accepting what I've created, if that makes any sense. I'm 100%. I have like total goosebumps. I'm reading um, the book, Unfuck Yourself right now. And I honestly was like, that's not really my vibe. Don't normally read things like that. Usually like I'm down the spiritual journey if I'm going to read something, but it's really helpful for exactly what you're saying that like turns out when you put your head down and you just do it, it like you yield results. Yeah. That's basically like what happened to me. So I highly recommend it. (laughs) I highly recommend just putting your head down and working because almost like as like an addict to the ego, um, you know, any addict has to like needs like in order to like fight whatever they're fighting, they need routine. 
and consistency. And um, for me, I feel like putting my head down and working is like what stripped me away from like that weird connection I had to the ego part of this work because there's so much ego involved in, believe it or not, spiritual work because the devil shows up in like wings, you know? Everybody thinks like, we'll know the devil when it shows up and it's like, no, it shows up like the nice spiritual teacher and like all these things. And um, I, and th th that's what I like to tell my students too, is that the more you do this work, um, the more powerful you become, the more intuitive you become, like the more the darkness comes after you, you know, there's an agenda against you in many ways. So don't, you know, don't think just because you've found a certain level of light doesn't mean that they like, don't want to, you know, they're like those, those places, like those, those dark wounds and those um, shadows like are going to come for you. I kind of, I kind of explain it like, you know, the IRS, if I'm making, you know, $30,000 and I'm like fucking around with my taxes, the IRS is not really going to come after me. They don't really give a shit about me. I'm making $30,000. But like, you know, if I'm making like $30 million and I'm fucking around with my taxes, they're going to, they have more interest in me. So I, I feel that it's the same thing when we start to ascend that like at first, you know, the darkness is like, whatever, that girl's like, you know, reading those books and doing that thing. But then all of a sudden, as you start to like get really powerful within yourself and you start to really come into your own and, you know, feel, feel the light and, you know, come into your intuition, all that kind of stuff. It's like when these like inner demons like come for you even more in a way. Um, and it's really quick to like, it's really easy to miss them. So once I started seeing that come up for me, I was like very humbled by that experience and I didn't want anything to do with it. So that's what started, but like, put your head down and work and like, don't worry about anything else just do the work. And yeah, that's how mm. that happened. <laughs> that's so interesting. You're yeah. The shadow, right? Like the shadow shows up totally different. It's a little sneakier when there's more at risk, there's more at stake. And so the topic I really wanted to dive into today is, is really kind of what you're talking about is this idea of intuition and, and your psychic abilities and our gifts and the things that I say you, and I say we, and I say us and all of us that we really do have what it looks like at the sort of beginning versus where you're at now and how that's different. And what I just heard you said is that like, there's more at stake and there's sometimes bigger, I don't want to say darkness, but there's just, there's more at play. So can you talk a little bit about like your early stages of the work that you do and what it looks like now? Yeah. So, um, I was not born, like I wasn't like born intuitive or I mean we're all born intuitive but I wasn't born like a psychic necessarily I always joke that you know like I didn't see colors I didn't see like it's not like I had like a grandfather who passed and I predicted the death or something like I never had any of those experiences that a lot of these um a lot of like the great mediums and psychics that we see like tend to have those stories I didn't have that story and I always joke that like if I did have that story like you better believe my Catholic mom would have been like sending me to some sort of priest to get like, <laughs> you know, to, to like have the poltergeist like release, like come out of me. So that was not my story. And I'm grateful it was not my story. And I'm grateful that it, that it wasn't my story because it makes sense now with the work that I do. So I actually trained myself to do the work that I do. You know, can we argue that maybe there was like a natural talent? Sure. But I think that that is the same way that, you know, we look at like 
Tiger Woods and we're like, oh my gosh, you know, this guy is such an amazing golfer. But if you hear his story, like his dad was, you know, a golf instructor and like he had been training him. Like they say that like he logged in more hours of practice than the average person. So yeah, is there talent? Of course. But I think that the practice at the end of the day is like what we're in awe of. And that really is my story. Like there was, there's a lot of practice. Like I was just obsessed with these concepts and then I started practicing them. So um, for me, I like my first, first like remembering of having this, maybe something, you know, happening was that um, I had this friend in high school pass away in a car accident. And like a few weeks after, I just felt that he was just around me and I would talk to him, but I didn't think, I don't know. I didn't think anything weird of it. I just felt like, oh, this is my, my dead friend who's like hanging out with me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I just didn't think anything about it. But now I realize that like, that was my first connection. Like that was the beginning of, you know, seeing people that have passed over or, or other things like that. And then what happened was, um, you know, like any good story, I had this guy that was dating this guy and he dumped me. And I had this, you know, huge moment of like, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to marry this person. And of course, what do you do in that case? You look for a psychic. So I went and I shopped around with my girlfriends for a psychic. We visited a few until we hit like a good one, which I think is usually the case. And um, I found this woman, I was just fascinated by her. She was like an angel reader. She did um, angel readings. And it felt, first of all, felt very safe for me because again, being raised Catholic, like I was not supposed to go to those things, you know, like I was going to be struck by lightning. If I did that, I didn't even, I couldn't tell my parents. I mean, I was so scared. Um, but she was like so light and she was connecting with these angels. And I I was like, well, there's angels in the Bible, so it should be okay. And, um, you know, I was just, I remember just sitting there and being like, oh my gosh, like, this is a thing. Like this woman can do this thing. Um, and I had the audacity to ask her, like, if I could do what she did, <laughs> you know, I was like, can I do that? And at the time I was a magazine editor. I worked, um, I don't know where I was at the time, but I was, you know, I, I worked at NBC and MSN and all these different publications. So there was no signs of, I loved my work. And I just thought I was going to kind of climb up that media ladder. I never thought I would do this work. And, um, she turned me on to Doreen Virtue, who writes about angels, who, is now up like a born again Christian and she does not like her work. But at the time, um, you know, people get very triggered by that. Um, her work, her angel work is still amazing. So, but anyways, um, I read that and I did like the little exercises and like little things were happening. Like, you know, angels would come into my dreams. And then, um, I had like my first like journey basically, which is like when you're in meditation, you're, um, journeyed to somewhere else, but it was happening in my dream. So a lot of, usually when you guys first start this work, just know that like the dreams is usually where it starts first because your brain is um, in that wavelength that they can get through to you more, like your spirit guides, your angels, your past loved ones. So sometimes your dreams get really hectic. So that's why I always say like, take it to the mat afterwards, because if your dreams are getting really hectic, it's time to like practice during the waking hours so that they don't come so much. But, you know, that's the beginning of the connection. So I was like, you know, I was reading all the things and learning about all these these different things. And um, I just thought it was cool that I was like, how amazing that there's like these divine guidance that's around me that wants to help me in my lifetime. Like, this sounds awesome. You know, if this lady, I didn't want to have to go to this lady every week. I was trying to figure out like how I can self-sustain my guidance like my inner guidance. Like I was like, what, how can I be self-sustainable, you know, and not have to go to a person. So I started training that. And then I got into, um, 
then I like started learning about like different like healing modalities. I got into theta healing, which is similar to hypnosis, but it's like more spiritual based, I would say. And that training teaches you the levels of existence, which are like dimensions basically. And that was really interesting for me because um, that is actually in order to like connect to these higher beings, you basically are rising in these like levels. Mm -hmm. And when I learned theta healing, like it taught me the levels and what happened was that like when we were in practice, I hit a certain level where spirit guides exist. And all of a sudden I was like, something's chatting with me. It is not an angel. I don't think this is part of like what I'm supposed to be training. And I realized that I was like, oh, and I, I, I had some vocabulary for it. Somebody had mentioned to me a spirit guide at the time. So that was like, so through these trainings, I feel like a lot of those trainings, like a Reiki certification, uh, um, you know, theta healing, hypnosis, any of these things, they like initiate you. And to me, a mm. lot of the trainings like open up the senses from what I've learned and from like my own experience. So that really opened me up. Like all of a sudden I started being able to connect. And then like random things were happening. I had like this friend, this like new friend of mine who I had just met, her mom like came to me while I was in the bathroom. And I thought that I was like drinking too much or something. Like we were out to dinner <laughs> and, and I go to the bathroom and I hear this like voice um, tell me that, um, you know, tell me that uh, like to take care of her daughter. And I was like, what is happening? And then like a little bit later, I went back to the table and my girlfriend started sharing to me that she had lo just lost her mother about like two years ago. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm not like crazy. Like I'm actually like, I was like, I didn't drink too much wine. I'm okay. Um, so things like that, like started to happen. And again, even when this was happening, it was like pure curiosity that like led me down this path. I really never thought I was going to do this work at all. Um, never, never in my wildest dreams. I was definitely like called to the work. And, um, you know, little by little, I started studying. I had met during this time, I met my husband, like after studying for a little bit. And I feel like not that he distracted me by any means, but, you know, I had been trying to like find love for a while and I found my husband and I just turned it off for a few years, you know, like I had been studying for a little bit and then I met my husband. I was like, let's not be the weird girl that's hot. <laughs> To dead people, Nikki. Let's just <laughs> yeah. Let's just, let's just pretend we're normal for at least two years, and then we can. So I like played a chill for like two years. I didn't really like connect. Did you not tell him for like a while? Oh, oh my gosh, I, yeah, that's no, no, amazing. Or no, no. Benny, like I give Benny so much credit because Benny married a fashion editor and got a psychic in return. Oh my god, that's the best. <laughs> yes, I give him a lot because you know. I mean, we shouldn't love our partners just for like what they do or, you know, right, who they right. are. You know, we want to be open to them changing, but he has always given me like the space to like, to change and be who I am. So I'm grateful. Um, but yeah, the, so what ha what's funny is that like after I married him, I started helping him run his business and I had to hire like an assistant for him at some point. I hired this girl that who I knew from the past. Um, and, you know, we were working together for a couple of weeks and we would sit next to each other. And, um, one day she's like, do you know anything about archangels? And I'm like, well, I guess I do. Cause I had like, you know, I had studied all of that, but I had yeah. kept it to myself. And what was interesting is that, so she started, you know, telling me that she had these dreams. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what that means. Like I've studied all this, like I could share with you. So that was, so her coming into my life and having somebody to practice what, with, which, which 
was a huge game changer. And that's why like in the work that I do, we have, you know, three levels into teaching people how to open up to their intuition. And one of the main parts of, of this, you know, really growing that intuition is practice because I got pretty far on my own, but where I like really just went for it was when I had a buddy to partner with and validate with because intuition needs validation. You know, um, my Mm -hmm. faith, the best, the question we get the most in like the programs is like, am I making this up? You know, because yeah, you feel like a crazy person, you know, you're like, it's crazy what comes through. But what, what's cool is that when you're like, so in our groups, let's say we have like six people and we're all trying to read the same thing. What's cool is that everybody's pretty much reading, coming up with the same information. So that is so validating. You're like, oh my gosh, I did that right. Because these five girls, we didn't talk before and they are getting the same information. So Stephanie, who was my husband's assistant, was a huge, in the words of Lacey Phillips, an expander for me because she helped me realize that like practice makes perfect. So, and working in groups is what really worked. So then, yeah, like I had that pod, I'm, excuse me, I had that blog and it was doing well and it was like self-helpy and like dating. And of course people wanted to like coach with me. And I was really trying to figure out the business model too. You know, like I was like, okay, if I'm being called to this work, I have this blog thing going on and uh, it's not like I was making a lot of money as a media person, <laughs> as a media editor. There's no money in, in media unless you like become very popular. And um, I was like, can this be a thing? I had seen some of my like fashion blogger friends blowing up and all that. So I was really trying to figure out what, like, what was the point of this? You know, like, what, is there a business model here? So people were asking for like workshops. They were asking me to like, coach them. So I tried that. Um, but I don't know, like it didn't really stick. And then when I was coaching, what was happening is that my intuition was turning on and forget it. Like I just started to know things that like they didn't, they were so confused. I always say that it's like, you know, you're like going to sleep with somebody you're sleeping with this guy and you're like, yeah, we're going to have sex. And then all of a sudden, like they stick it up your butt, like, and you're so confused. Like that's kind of what would happen to my clients. They were like, thought I was just just going to Nikki to like get some advice. And all of a sudden she starts talking to me about like spirit guides and like these weird things, but I was correct. So people were like, this girl is like, I guess there's something happening. And that's what they liked the most about the session. So I realized at that moment, I was like, oh, this intuition thing is a thing. Um, and maybe this is like where I'm being brought to. And I, I had these deck of cards that I would, you know, ask the deck of cards, like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I going? And every card, every time I would pick the card, it would be mediumship. And I was like, you know, F you people, absolutely not. Like, I'm not going to like quit my, you know, my editor job to be a medium. Like, this is nuts. Like, this has gone too far. Is like how I felt. Like, I thought I was just talking to you guys to get advice. And now all of a sudden you're telling me that I need to do this full time. And I really resisted it because I just had no idea. And this was like, um, this was like 2020, this was like 2013, maybe. Okay. So it was like, you know, it was, it was still like, it wasn't like how it is today. Right. And um, I was really, I was just so afraid. And I think even though it's a little bit more accepted today, I mean, a lot of the girls that I train, like they feel the same way. Like, it's just so scary. Like who, how do you explain that? It's so weird. And um, so I went through all of that and I was really, really afraid. So for a long time, it was like very quiet thing. Um, People sometimes would come and didn't know I was going to read them and all that. Um, And then I really like developed the, the gift to be able to read 
through meditation. So I like learned that if I would sit in meditation with my spirit guide, my spirit guide, like was one of that, those meditations is like where I learned the system. I would be guided to different things. Like for instance, I was guided to Reiki and Reiki taught me chakras and energy and all that. And once I had that knowing then my guide started teaching me how to read energy. And it was like the strangest thing, but he, like, I, I, you know, it was a while ago, but I remember it being like, okay, close your eyes. That girl that you're about to read, this is like the girl that's about to come to your house. Like, this is what you're going to do. And it, I thought it was crazy. It was bizarre, but that's how I, so that's my original read. The original like clarity reading is a reading of all the chakras. And there's a, it's amazing what you can find there. And then ultimately I got more into, um, you know, and all those things, like those things keep opening up your psychic centers. Like you become more sensitive. You like know more things. It's just, it's just this process that happens. And the practice is definitely like the most important part. And I was practicing on my clients. So they were like nice enough to like, let me use them as guinea pigs. And that was really like, really what developed my ability. Friends, we're spilling the tea on tea today. (laughs) I am so in love with Simpson and Vale Teas and so excited to partner with them on this show. So if you're new to Simpson and Vale Tea, they are a small business. They have over 380 different blends of tea and they're just, they're doing the good work, bringing the calm to us. (laughs) They have a line of wellness teas that really can soothe you in whatever, you know, mode that you are in. Perhaps you want to do a little detox. They have a detox blend with organic cinnamon, a number of roots, orange peel, cloves. It's an organic blend. They also have a really great one for energy. There's one for uh, your sore throat, the tonsil humor. Seems appropriate, right? Check out all of those wellness teas and find what you might need today. And then they also have their yoga blends, which we've talked about before, talking through the chakras, different blends for different, you know, yoga practices that you're gonna take. So if you are wanting to try these out, head on over to svtea.com and use code yoga magic to get 15% off of your first orders. It's an exclusive discount just for yoga magic listeners. Again, use code yoga magic at svtea.com to get 15% off your first order. At some point, interesting enough. So I had left my media job, like a couple, like about a little bit after marrying my husband, I was running the business with my husband and I was trying to figure out this thing on the side. And we had always, we grew that business, you know, to, um, this great business and, you know, everything was going well, but I really wanted to like go off on my own. Like I didn't want to be working with my husband forever and running this business with him. It was a tree, but he's a, he's an arborist. So it wasn't like for me, the most exciting work ever. And I was really trying to find like my way out, which is like how I was brought to these readings. And actually this very traumatic thing happened. My husband, one of his employees like passed away on the job and my husband like just couldn't handle Like, you know, well, it was just a horrible thing. So, and he had been stressed and he was like leading up to wanting to close the business. So we made the decision that we were going to close the business, but, and he was in such a place that there was just like, he just didn't have the energy to provide the way that he provide, he provided before for us. So I was like, I got to do these readings. Like, mm-hmm. so there was at that point, there was no place for fear or doubt. Like I knew that I had, like I had these children, I had to provide for them. We had a mortgage, like all these things. And my husband was not in the mental place to be. And I wasn't, I would, I would hope that if I ever found myself in that position, that he would give me time to be able to heal. So Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to do for him. So I just like 
put, that's when I started putting, then that was part of that humbling process I was talking about earlier. I put my head down and I was just doing a bunch of readings, a bunch of readings, a bunch of readings. And that is how I got very good at it. Cause I was just like reading people, reading people, reading people. And also training on the side. I had a lot of different teachers. I studied um, shamanism. I studied um, Akashic records, energetic healing, all these things, all these different trainings on the side. But that was it. Like, because I had no other choice, um, I got like really good at it. And then what happened a few years after that was people started asking me the same question that I asked at my original psychic reading. Can I do that? Like, Mm. can you teach me? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe I can. I thought, yeah, like if I taught myself, I don't think I'm that special. Like I, I started realizing that like anybody could do it. And I was proven, um, I took on a few like clients that like, you know, were my like muses, I call them. And I taught them and just taught them through this, the same steps that I learned. Definitely the ones that do the best. Um, there's a few qualities to people that, that can develop good intuition yeah, and share that. Yeah. So some of them are the number one person that does well is the curious person. Like the person, which I think is what drove me. Said, like, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you, so you'd be very curious. Like if you're curious, like, and even yeah. if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like, oh, that's so fascinating. That is the first energy that does really well. Like that curious kind of fascinated, like anything, right? Like we always end up being good at the things that we're curious about. So that was very clear to me because those are the people that trained really well. The second thing were like the people that were willing like the inner perfectionist gets like really tripped up with intuition because, um, you know, like you want to make sure that it's right. You, you know, you, you're, you're, you know, you're worried that like, you're getting this wrong. You're going to look like an idiot, all these things. I'm, I am a recovering perfectionist for sure. And I have no idea. Well, I do have an idea, but I, I, it's interesting that I was such a perfectionist, but I was also able to do this work. And I think that what happened was that my curiosity like overrided that perfectionism, because you have to be able to like, let yourself be crazy and silly um, and like get things wrong. So I always, I share this story, which I think is really funny, but in the beginning of doing this work and I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't reading anybody at this time. I was just studying. I was studying about angels and intuition, all this stuff. And um, I had this dream and I was given like, I swear in the dream, my angel gave me like five numbers or something. And I woke up and I was like, this fucking angel gave me the lottery numbers. I'm going to play the lottery. (laughs) This is amazing. Like I just got the winning lot. And I was like, man, showing up to that Florida lotto booth and like playing those numbers for like who, and I was like planning what I was going to do with that money. And I was like, yes, this is the answer to all my prayers and whatever you know, spoiler alert. I did not win the lotto. Um, Three weeks into it, I was like, okay, got that one wrong, you know? And like, but the point of that story was that I allowed myself to be silly and like crazy. And I didn't, after that, that it didn't work. I wasn't like, oh, this is so bad. Like I'm the worst or whatever. For some reason, I allowed myself to just move through that. Like I was just like, okay, like, yeah, I mean, you're going to, you win some, you lose some, you know? So that ability to like, to let yourself be a little crazy, like within limit, you know, like I was being crazy in a way that it wasn't going to affect anybody. It wasn't like I was like 
my angel told me to like sacrifice my dog or something. Right. There's levels of crazy. Okay. Um, but you know, this lotto thing wasn't going to hurt anybody. It wasn't going to affect anybody. It wasn't going to make any, you know, me playing the lottery and spending the five, whatever it was every day was really not going to make a big splash, but it was like a way of loving myself. You know, it was like, okay, Nikki, you're playing and like, you can love yourself through this and you can let yourself be silly. So that's one of the characteristics. So it's like curiosity, allowing yourself to like be silly and kind of crazy and, you know, fun. It's very playful. Like intuition is very childlike because there's so much imagination involved in it. And um, that's why most kids have very strong right. intuition right? because they're still in that world. So intuition really, it's, I call it a coming home. I think it's a beautiful mm-hmm. process of coming home to yourself, of being able to be playful again, imagination, all that stuff. The third eye is all about, you know, visualization and seeing. So we're waking up all those place parts of ourselves. And then the third characteristic I would say is, um, is the person's ability actually there's, let's say there's four actually. So the third would be like the person's ability to get past their mind. So, mm-hmm. which is tricky. And that's why like in our first level program in soul seeker, we teach, um, quieting the mind because your crown chakra is right above your, your head. And the crown is like where all that intuition's down. That's why we call them downloads. Cause it's like, it feels like a download. Like it feels like it's coming down from somewhere into our body. Mm-hmm. And the crown can accept all that information, but if the brain is in the middle and it's like very stubborn, very stuck in its ways, um, very controlling, it doesn't matter how much intuition you have, it's not going to hit your bodies because it has to filter through the brain. So the brain has to be um, malleable. It has to be um, soft. You know, it has to be um, open, like I'm open-minded Mm-hmm. Um, it has to work through its controlling issues, you know, because like we always want to control everything that's coming in and all this stuff. And also even that inquisitive part of us, that's like questioning that, you know, it can, it turns into self-doubt really quick, but really what it's doing is just questioning all the invaders, like all these thoughts that are coming through the, the constant questioning of it will dilute the message. So the girl, the person that's a little bit more like playful and a little bit more like, um, you know, okay with being crazy a little bit, they, they can download more because they're, they're not questioning as much. Actually, like my very, very intelligent people have a hard time because they're smart. They have such strong brains and they've, and also they've identified with their brain because they've been smart their whole lives. And, you know, Mm -hmm. these are, um, that's where this gets tricky because you, um, you know, like your mind has become, the God of your yourself. And really we are mind, body, and soul. We're three things. The mind is definitely part of it, but we are, we are two other things as well. So those, and then, then lastly, it's the ability to focus. So um, all the training is all about like sitting and focusing on something that is unseen because what we're doing with intuition is we're reading, we're reading energy. Everything is energy. Thoughts are energy. People are energy. Like all these things are energy. So they all have like a, like basically like a little wavelength, you know, and you're trying to, you're trying to focus your energy, your own, you know, energy to read another energy. So that requires a level of focus. And 
you know, we're doing it all the time. Like you're going to walk into an elevator and if somebody next to you is like upset, you're probably going to feel it because right. basically you're, and you're reading their energy through the sense of feeling because there's different ways of pulling our intuition. You know, there's a different clears is what we call them. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're already doing it. It's just that you don't, you can't do it on demand just yet. So a lot of the training is to teach people how to do it on demand through the ability to focus on saying like, okay, look at that person in the elevator. Let's focus on their energy. Now tell me what it feels, what their energy feels like so that it's not just happening like randomly. So that's part of it too. I feel like I've gone on many tangents, so sorry. No, I'm like, I need to sign up for your program. Like, right now. This isn't about me. This is about our listeners, but I'm just like, ah, uh, this is so cool. Yeah. And what's striking me is that there's a couple of things that you said that I just, I don't know that I've heard before. And I really, I really am resonating. Intuition needs validation. Heck yes, it does. I'm a Capricorn moon. Like I need someone else to tell me like, yep, that, that makes total sense. And this like curiosity piece, the silliness. Yes. Like that's weirdly freeing to hear. I had, do you know, Zoe Greco, the Merhipsy? Do you know her at all? She's another no. intuition worker, but um, she was born with these abilities, like turned it on at a very young age mm-hmm. and hearing your perspective versus hers is so interesting because they're so different, but have ultimately led to the same thing, right? Like we can have these different paths, but it's just so encouraging to hear you talk about it and her talk about it in these very different ways that like, oh, we can all make it into this area. My next question, I guess, is like, this is, I, I, a lot of the listeners are moms. They're, they have young families. How do we do this with the chaos of like trying to be a parent and like working, you know, like, like you said, like holding space for your husband was he was going through something really challenging, like the, the, just the chaos of life. Like, how did you keep doing this? Yeah. So, I mean, I always say that like, you know, if it wasn't for my work or my clients, um, I feel like it's the thing that keeps me the most accountable. Like I have to, you know, I have to walk my talk basically. Mm -hmm. So part of intuition is learning trust, you know, like really learning to trust. Um, And, you know, the the beautiful part about intuition is as you get more into it, you know, you get to, you do get to feel more confident in your ability to trust the path, to trust, um, you know, the divine, all those things. So I really function from that place of like, I don't know where, I don't know why I'm, you know, the story of me, like having to do the readings. I'm like, oh my God, I hate you guys. Like, I cannot believe you're going to make me do readings. Right. But that was like an ability. That was my, that was the energy of trust. I was like, but I trust, I trust that this is the path. I trust my soul. I trust that my soul signed up for this. I trust that my soul like made these commitments for myself and I'm not going to doubt them. I'm not going to, my human self is not going to try to override my divine self. Like I'm not going to try to do that. So a lot of it comes from that, that true core, core belief. And which is why, you know, intuition is so fun, but I mean, it's really just a practice to bring you back to your spirit because this is a superpower of your soul. Like this is innate too. So you can't help but meet your soul at some point in this practice. So that's why that's the greater picture for me. Um, As a parent, you know, like it's so tricky because um, I try like with the kids and with my husband, I really try to be, I always say that like, you know, people think that like I won't miss anything or if like somebody's trying to lie to me, like I'm, and that's not true. Like I, 
absolutely not. Like I like to be human when I'm with them. You know, I really try to like be there and be present. I'm not trying to like read anybody's energy or anything like that. Um, but there's been a few things. Um, my spiritual practice is like the most important thing to me. So I do, and I think there's always seasons for that, but I do make time to um, wake up a little bit earlier than everybody else. I hate when my kids wake me up. I don't know if you have that problem, but like, oh my gosh, yes. I'm so annoyed that like the first thing I have to do in the, like, I always joke that like, when I wake up without them, I'm like walking out. I'm like, yeah, I'm a goddess. And then like, I walk out of my bedroom and all of a sudden they're there and I'm like, and now I'm a servant. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like, the minute just, they like show up. stare at you at your, in your bed. Like, are you up? Are you up? I'm like, oh my gosh. But it's, you got to get up early if you want to beat that. I mean, I don't know about your kids, but I do. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I do. No, my kids are up like, a, yes. So I, I share this, but like, I don't want anybody to try to compare. And I think you just have to find your spot. But like, for me, the morning works well. So I wake up around 5 30, and that like just, but my kids, we put our kids to sleep early. I go to sleep early. Like I'm asleep by around 9.30. So again, everybody has their own. Um, one thing about being a mom is that you really learn to like not judge because it is one of the hardest oh gosh, things yeah. you will ever do. One of the most beautiful things, but one of the hardest things that you'll ever do. So it's like, there's something about becoming a mom that you're like, all right, I don't know anything. Like I, I know nothing. So I will never... Um, I try not to be like prescriptive, but that's, you know, that's what I do. So I wake up not every day, but I wake up around um, like 5.30, I like move my body um, and then I come back and um, I do like some time in meditation. Some people do it at night. Um, I'm just too tired at that time. Like it doesn't work for me. I also try to, it's really just comes from that alone time. Like whatever alone time you can find for yourself as a parent, like I feel like that's where you find that spiritual part. And again, there's seasons, like my youngest now is three. So I, I'm just like getting out of that cloud, you know? And then also because I work for myself, like I won't start working around until 10. So like if I did not wake up early after I drop off the kids, I'll do that morning routine just after I drop off that kids. And then I go into work at 10. So I might not be dressed as cute those days or whatever, because I feel like, you know, the, the ideal situation would be that I wake up at that time every day, but it doesn't happen. So a lot of meditation. And then um, with the kids, I actually am very open, uh, you know, I don't, I don't push my beliefs on them, but like they start to ask me questions. And uh, my oldest one, like got really into astrology, of course, you know, cause she's like TikTok generation. And um, so I took it upon myself to like teach them a few things. So like my, my middle one is like super eccentric and he was like listening to Pokemon and Pokemon talks about auras. And then he asked me like, what is an aura? I'm like, well, let me tell you. And I can teach you how to read them. Um, and he got like super psyched about that. So like I've been training him to read, but he's, he's seven, you know, I've been training him to read auras, which is fun. Um, so part of it is like doing it with them is really nice when they're ready. And I feel like when they're curious enough or old enough to like understand it or curious enough where the three-year-old sees me meditating and he sits next to me and he says, I'm ready to meditate. He doesn't know what he's doing, of course. <laughs> yeah, but it's really, really sweet. So, I mean, I think you find the pockets where you can, but it's same as like maybe you're trying to drink more water or something. It's like just top of mind. And to me, that spiritual practice is like what keeps me grounded and like not a crazy person. It, it pays back to me so much that it's worth the, worth the investment. So that's what I've learned that like the more I care for myself, the the better I am at all the things. And my, you know, my high achiever loves that stuff. So I'm like, all right, great. So let me do more self-care or more, you know, I really try to fit that in because I see how much it pays, like it rewards me. 
Hmm. Yeah, let's, that's my last question is related to this, to this intuition and self-care because that's, that's what we talk a lot about on this show is how, it's just making self-care accessible and making it real. And I wish it wasn't so flipping hard, but it, it is be, for a variety of reasons, just life. And we're so inundated with ideas about what self-care is. It's like, what do we actually do? So how do you think those two ideas, intuition and self-care relate? So one of like my, when I was like discovering self-care, cause like nobody tells you, teaches you what that is. Um, for me, like my self-care was to stop listening to other people, to stop listening to outside, you know, guidance, to stop listening to like my social media feed, to all those things. And because I knew I needed that to me, self-care was like, what do you need? You know, what do you need to be sane is basically what I felt like self-care was when I was understanding it. And actually that was part of, part of getting good at intuition is knowing that like you have the answers within yourself. So having to turn off everything around me just to like stay sane was also what allowed the intuition voice to get louder in me. Cause the intuition, the intuition voice is always there no matter what, but it is not going to yell. That's what I always say. It's, it, it will not yell. Mm-hmm. It's not going to, it's like, you know, it's not going to scream over you. It's not going to scream over your feet or anything like that. So intuition meets you because self-care is about coming home to yourself and intuition is like the voice of that house. It's like the Alexa that exists in the house. (laughs) So like if you're going to do self-care, you will find that voice and that is the voice, that is the voice of your intuition. And I always say like, you know, the voice of your intuition is so much bigger than you. It's the voice of like your, as a female, it's the voice of your lineage you know, it's like the voice of like the wise woman within your lineage. It's so beautiful when you start to hear that voice. It's, you know, it's fun to do spirit guides and read energy and all that stuff. Super fun. But intuition is like, I feel to me, it's like what your lineage has blessed you with. What all the women above, like ahead of you, before you have blessed you with this voice that will guide you um, in your darkest moments, but it's not going to yell. It's not going to you know, scream over you. It's not going to like stop the bus when the bus is about to hit you. So there has to be, um, an attention to that temple, you know, and that attention, the act of that attention to the temple is self-care. Oh, I have so many like Instagram graphics in my head about how we can just spread that to the masses. Cause that's like beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Oh my gosh, Nikki, this is like, I knew you would be so fun to talk to, but it's just hitting so perfectly right now. And I'm, I don't know, I'm dreaming big for so many of our listeners and for myself, just holding space and being with you. How can people work with you? (laughs) Please, please share. Thank you. Um, Well, we have Soul Academy, which is like our little witchy school or like wizard school is seems like what we have going on where we teach three levels of intuition, which is really nice. So, you know, from like little newbies, um, all the way to like, let's say you want to be a a certified soul teacher and you, you know, you want to do this for a living. Um, that's another thing I'm very proud of is being able to like, you know, I, I, I share that a little bit, but like, it was important for me to sustain myself, to take care of my family. And to me, um, psychic work and intuition work is very old work from the female lineage, but it was like, it's been ripped away from us for the last 
um, you know, hundreds, you know, those years of all the patriarchy, but it's starting to come back and it's becoming a profession again. And I'm really excited to be like mm-hmm. at the forefront of that. We train a lot of women who have made that their profession and they're getting paid and they're taking care of themselves. And um, that's one of my, one of the most beautiful parts of this work for sure. So we have all the way up to that level. We also have a few, um, a totally free community. It's called Soul Collective. Uh, if you just go to my Instagram, I connect to it. And it's awesome because um, it's everybody that's curious and like learning about all these weird things and then um, everything metaphysical. But we also do a bunch of free workshops. Like we do like, we had like ancestry lineage the other day. We actually have this really fun one this week. Um, one of the guy instructors that trained under me, um, straight guy married to a woman and he is teaching woo splaining. He says like, so like for women who are married to their husbands and they feel like they can't explain some of these like spiritual concepts, he's going to teach us ladies how we can explain. We can I'm going. This is perfect. How we can explain woo to our partner, to our yeah. husbands. This is unbelievable. the best thing you've ever heard of. So yeah, he came up with that idea. I'm like, absolutely. So we have a lot of cool. Um, a lot of our teachers that graduate from the program, they're the ones teaching, they come and they'll, and it's all free. Like they'll come and they'll teach like a rituals class or, um, Reiki, you know, uh, chakras class, all sorts of cool stuff. So if you're just kind of dabbling and you're like, this is a little weird and maybe you're a little scared and you're, you know, you, you don't either, you don't have the time or the money to invest, or you're not sure if you want to, like, this is a very safe place for that. So I highly recommend soul collective. And then once you're in soul collective, you'll learn about the different pro levels. And if you want to do a level, it's always there for you. And if you don't, you can stay in Soul Collective forever and ever. And um, I have Soul Led Podcast also, which um, we're launching next week. So, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Well, perfect timing. So, because you had a podcast a while ago, right? When you were um, in the dating sphere. And so this will be, what's this podcast about? Rebrand. So like we had the final swipe because I did like spiritual dating for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're rebranding into soul led and it's just like a much wider conversation about um, the metaphysics, intuition, spirituality and all that. So yeah, I'm excited. Oh, congrats. I will be a subscriber immediately. That's amazing. Yay. Oh, thank you, Nikki, for your time and your expertise and just like sharing it in a real way. I can't say how much I appreciate that when people give this information in a way that makes sense, you know, and that isn't, that isn't like above anyone else. So your humility is shining brightly. Thank you. Totally. Like you don't, we don't need priests or shamans or gurus. It's like we were built with all this information. We just have to remember it again. So I'm, I feel like honored that, you know, I was, that I was called to this work and that I'm here and I'm, I'm grateful and I'm grateful for the opportunity. So thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in everyone. Thanks to Nikki for being on the show. If you want to be a part of her community, check out the information, sign up for that group in the show notes, totally free. And it's an amazing community. I can definitely um, attest to that. Thank you to our show sponsor, Simpson and Vale. And friends would love to hear from you. Let me know how you like this episode. Make sure you're following along on Instagram at ashleysundergaard.yoga or at yoga magic podcast. See you next week, everyone.